Hello guys, welcome back to episode 2 of Not All Queens Wear Crowns. Today we're joined by Allie Mason Hofberg. Allie is the CEO of The Health Mason, which is a blog and she also has an Instagram page where she talks all things health, wellness, and lifestyle related. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at The Health Mason where you guys can also find the link to her website. We're so excited to have Allie on the show today and we hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Not All Queens Wear Crowns and listen to this episode on Spotify and our website. Thank you so much and take it away, Allie. Hey, Allie. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Can you just talk about um, how you got to where you are today? You are super duper influential in the health and wellness world and who or what inspired your path? Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And thank you guys so much for having me on your podcast. This is so fun. I've done uh, one other podcast before and I just love them. I'm always listening to podcasts. So I'm like, any opportunity to be on one, I am more than happy. Um, but yeah, no, I have been doing, so this is my full-time job. I'm a full-time health and wellness blogger and I've been doing it full-time since, gosh, 2017, I think. Wow. So a good three years now. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I started off my sort of post-college career, I was a communications major. I went to Elon University in North Carolina and I was a communicate communications major, but had no real clue what I wanted to do with that. I was like, do I want to do PR? Do I want to go into more marketing? I don't know. I was just kind of torn. So I did a number of internships in the sort of PR and social media world. And one internship in particular at an ad agency in Baltimore kind of enabled me to work with bloggers and influencers and have that sort of behind the scenes feel. And that was so cool to me because I loved to be able to work with them. I was sort of the middleman between the brand. So one of the brands we worked with was like hair cuttery. I was middleman between hair cuttery and the blogger and sort of communicating between the two, which now I'm so familiar with being on the other end of it. But anyway, so I had done that. Then I went into a full-time position as a social media manager um, at a different marketing agency and did that for, I mean, a little over a year. And it was just not fueling my passion. I had set up my Instagram account as sort of a side thing just for fun um, at some point after college. And then I started to grow my Instagram very, very slowly. And and at one point I was just like, I can't do this. I really want to just see what I can, see if I can make this my full-time job. And so I quit, (laughs) put in my two weeks and I was like, okay, I'm just going to quit and try and do this whole blogging thing. I had like four or 5,000 followers. So it was nothing crazy. I mean, it was not, I don't, I don't really think I have a very large following now, but enough to where I was like, yeah, let's see what I can do with this. And so I quit my job. I had saved a bunch of money and set that aside for in the event that nothing kind of came to fruition in terms of partnerships, but now I've been doing it full time for three years, I think. So come a long way. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. I love like how you just went into it. Like, I feel like that takes a lot of bravery and confidence and that's so cool that like you just jumped into it. I think for me it was more so just knowing that I was oh god how old was I I mean I was 24 I think when I had quit my job or 25 I can't remember but what always came what I always came back to is the fact that the marketing world and the corporate world will always be there waiting for me and so that felt like no better time but now then to quit my job and try and pursue this full time, knowing that it would be more difficult and more stressful, not having a stable income and a steady paycheck coming in every month. But it was also 
such a relief because I was so miserable sitting at a desk all day. It just wasn't for me. I've always known it wasn't for me. And I've always had the drive to be my own boss in some capacity. I didn't know what that was going to look like up until a few years ago, but now I just feel like I'm in a good place. It's not, you know, I don't have as stable of an income as someone who does have a typical nine to five, but making it work and figuring it out every month. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for sure. So you have such an interesting career that I feel that has such a growing um, popularity today. What would you tell young girls that want to pursue um, your kind of field of passion? Yeah, I mean, for me, I never really got into blogging and Instagramming. I don't, I don't, the whole word influencer is kind of weird to me because I don't really feel like that. I don't know. Um, so I just say blogging, but for me, it was just finding something you're passionate about and that you want to write about or, and you're going to have sustainable information to talk about, um, and go for it. So I think if you're just kind of sort of debating, you're like, you know, I want to have a blog on fashion or a blog on clean beauty, something, anything, anything you can write about. So as long as you feel like you have enough information, but also I started my blog as just a place to put healthy recipes out into the world. Um, And then it really switched from being just like a health food website and Instagram account to a holistic wellness lifestyle, because I saw that wellness is so much more than what you're putting in your mouth. It's what you're putting on your body. It's, it's how you're living your life. It's, you know, the products you're using in your home. It's, it's really, really an all encompassing um, blog. So I've transitioned from just being food to now lifestyle, but no, my advice would just be go for it. If you feel like you have something you want to talk about, right? Start a blog. It's super, super easy. I use Squarespace. <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, I like I agree that like, you know, you just have to do like what you are passionate about because, you know, it's no fun writing and like doing stuff of something that you don't genuinely care about. Yeah. Kind of like your nine to five desk job. Like that like wasn't fun. Like it, like it wasn't something that you were genuinely passionate about. Right. And I know a number of people who have their marketing jobs and have their, you know, standard nine to five jobs and they love it. My husband works probably from nine to seven and he really thoroughly enjoys what he does. It's just, you have to find what works best for you. And I cannot emphasize that enough. I, I, I truly believe that life is too short to just be sitting behind a desk. If you're really miserable, any job, if you're miserable and hating it, you have to try somehow to switch and find something that you're going to be able to do and enjoy for the rest of your life. Yes, for sure. So um, you were actually an alumna of our current high school. Allie graduated in 2011. Um, so how so how did going to an all-girls high school have an impact on your adult life? That's a good question. You know, it's so interesting because I think Roland Park is different for us because it gave us the access to having um, classmates at Gilman and as well as Bryn Mawr, which I think coming from an all-girls school and transitioning into college wasn't super different. I do wonder how it would be different from some, for someone who didn't have that sort of tri-school community like we all have. But um, yeah, I just, I, I, I think it was just a really great way to harness some badass girl energy, which I really loved. And um, I, I really appreciated the fact that Roland Park always instilled within us to not be afraid to take risks and put yourself out there and just do something that makes you happy and fuels your passion. So I loved going to an all girls school and my mom actually went to Roland Park as well. So it's, it was a family decision. (laughs) (laughs) That is super cool. Um, yeah, I feel like 
I feel like most schools, I actually went to a co-ed school before coming to an all-girls school. And I feel like at Roland Park, because like you're around all girls, everyone really just wants to lift each other up. And I feel that it really is a community effort, like when we all do things and just like, you know, everyone like is trying to encourage you to like be your truest self. Yeah. And I, I think too, I mean, I can't speak to, I went to Roland Park for 13 years. I went K through 12 and um, it, it was really nice to not feel like some people, I'm sure if they have boys in their class are kind of nervous to speak up. And, and I did like the fact that from a young age, you were able to really just stand out and not feel like you had, I don't know, an intimidating energy. And I, but like I said, I really, really loved the fact that in high school, the boys did start to come over and we would have classes mixed with them because it, you know, gives you a taste of what college is going to be like and what your working world is likely going to be like. So yeah, I was talking to a friend that's going to college next year and she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do like with boys in my class. I was like, but you have boys in your class. She was like, I know, but it's different. And it's just like, but I feel that Roland Parks gives you the confidence to then take those all girl skills and then take it into the real world and your, you know, real life with, of course, boys and just kind of jumping into it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I loved having the all girls um, education and I would love to send, if I have a daughter, send her there, but we'll see. I just think it was a really great place to go to school. So um, if you could make a meal based off of your personality, what would it be? Oh, off of my personality. Well, okay. Guilty pleasure for me is potato chips. So it's something, there would have to be some sort of potato chip factor within it. I think if I could just make it based on my personality and my favorite foods, it would be kind of like a great summer meal. <laughs> I love potato chips. I love watermelon. I love having grown up in Baltimore crab cakes. So I don't know if you're getting a little like sweet and salty and spicy as part of my personality, really blending it all together. But no, that's a good question. I don't know. I just, I love potato chips. It's like the one thing my, my family always makes fun of me. They're like, Oh, you're so healthy eating your potato chips. I'm like, just let me have chips. I just, it's my one thing. <laughs> yeah. There's these things called voodoo chips. They're like from Louisiana I think I don't know if it's like New Orleans I just I know they're from Louisiana they're just so good and they're my guilty pleasure and my family gets me like a bunch of them for my birthday it's the best oh yum and are they like really crunchy chips right yeah it's like a bunch of spices it's so good I don't know how to describe it but it's like and like salt and vinegar and plus some other stuff it's so good Yeah, mine is definitely pretzels. I love pretzels. I know those are like a bit weird, but I absolutely love pretzels. Those are my voodoo and potato chips. Um, So building off of feeling good, um, after reading your blog and Instagram, um, we learned that you do have anxiety. Um, Can you just like touch a bit more on that and your advice for young girls that are suffering with anxiety? Yeah, I've dealt with anxiety my entire life. I don't remember a time when I haven't had anxiety. I mean, it really, I remember being in kindergarten, my mom dropping me off for school and hysterically crying, not wanting to get out of her car. I don't really know where the anxiety stemmed from. I had a number of phobias as a child, which some have still sort of like carried on into my adult life, although I've worked on it. Um, but it's it's been a process. And I think 
quite frankly, I am all for therapy. I think a lot of the time, especially in the wellness world, therapy is kind of a negative connotation and negative stigma, which it really shouldn't because therapy has been transformative for my life. It has enabled me to harness my anxious energy and my crazy sort of irrational thoughts that typically happen when I'm in like a bad anxiety moment um, and bring it in and practice my breathing exercises. I mean, in elementary school, I had a note card next to my bed that I brought with me everywhere. It was just how to calm myself down. And so I think for me with anxiety, it's all about learning what works best for you. And now if I'm having an anxious day, I will go outside and try and take some deep breaths or drink some really cold water, finding things to to distract myself in a way, take my mind away from whatever I'm anxious about and put it towards something else. So I have a hard time flying. I just don't like airplanes. Um, the fact that you're just in a metal tube flying through the sky is a little strange to me with a bunch of strangers. Um, but so what I have to do for myself is get a really, really, really cold, either glass of water or bottle of water and bring it with me. I like to bring essential oils. I have a peppermint essential oil roller, which is cold. Um, and I'll put it on the back of my neck if I'm feeling anxious or if I'm at home, I just will take a walk around my neighborhood and just sort of do little things to get my mind off of it. But I'm really open about my anxiety because I think that, hey, I'm so used to having it. I, I can't even imagine my life not having it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything because it's allowed me to grow and to figure out what is going to work best for me and my mental health in the long run. So I think my advice for young girls is just finding what works best for you, but also do not be afraid to see a therapist or talk to someone that you trust if you're feeling inundated with anxious thoughts. I mean, there's nothing wrong with talking to someone about this sort of sort of thing because we all, a lot of us face anxiety and I think it's, you know, it's normal. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in the year 2020, almost 2021, I feel like, I feel like as a community, everyone has become a lot more open about mental health and just really like ways to control it. I also have very bad anxiety. Um, but kind of like what you said, just like figuring out what works for you. Um, for me, box breathing does not work. I know that's something that everyone says. I yeah. does not work for me, but there's like other things <laughs> that I do that kind of help. And I just think that, you know, just trying to find your own path. What do you find helps um, calm your anxiety? So I have tried the, like the, the tapping, I don't know what it's called, the tapping your fingers. Yeah. Um, I find that that helps. And I also just find talking helps, like saying like, okay, like this is what's making me anxious. Like you can do this. And just like almost like giving myself like a mini pep talk inside for me my airplanes are cats I'm extremely afraid of cats like I always have been when I was when I was three my uncle he had a cat and I wanted the cat to eat food so bad I was really I wanted to see it eat and I pulled the tail and it scratched me <laughs> I've been like traumatized to cats to, to this day like so now when I see a cat I'm like okay you can do this just walk like you've got this. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that finding just whatever tactic works best for you is, is crucial. And I, like I said, I'm very, very open about my anxiety, but my number one tip for people with anxiety is to get outside. I take daily walks every single day. It is my biggest thing. Um, I take a walk for any emotion that I'm having. If my husband won't 
can tell I'm grumpy. He's like, you need to go take a walk. <laughs> or if I'm feeling sad, you know, anything. I just, I think being outside and being in nature can be really, really beneficial for your health. And actually there are studies to prove that it can be, have major health benefits. So that's my advice. I totally agree with that. I run every day. That's like my big anxiety, like flush out is yeah. to run. Um, and I just feel like I'm a completely different person after I've, you know, gotten outside and just moved my body. I know that one of the radio hosts that I listen to, Jenny Hutt, she has a hashtag called movement movement, where she moves her body every day and she like encourages others to move. You know, you just get that big serotonin flush, um, kind of like your movement, um, the health Mason daily walk, you kind of just now talked about that. Um, do you want to touch like a bit more of what it is about? Yeah, no, I mean, for me, if I, I, I call it like, I'll share my Instagram stories, my THM daily walk, hashtag THM daily walk. And, um, it's just about getting outside. So I take a walk every single day. Granted, now I have a dog. We've had him for two years. And so I have to go outside and let him go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually been really helpful for my anxiety because you have zero excuse now have to get outside but for me my daily walks can be anything from 15 minutes to an hour I take multiple walks throughout the day and it's just my way of grounding myself resetting and I have to do it every day I mean I make I I notice such a difference in my mood my energy my happiness if I don't take a walk versus the days that I do so it's just become my medicine honestly and I rely on it like wholeheartedly it is the best thing ever for my mental health but if that said, it might not work for everyone. It might not be something that someone can turn it, put into their routine and they might just need to find some other daily walk alternative. It, it could be meditation. It could be yoga. It could just be stretching. You know, it doesn't have to be super strenuous. I love the fact that you run. I hate running. So that was not an option for me. Every maybe once a month, I get a wild hair. I'm like, let me run a little. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? Um, but I think that's what's just so important is finding your own outlet and finding what works best for you. I, I'm going to continue to go back to that just because I'm such a believer in finding what works for the individual rather than doing something because someone else said it helps them or doing something because you think you should do it. For sure, yes. Yeah, I used to run like every single day, like when we first got into quarantine. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been a runner before. Like I play lacrosse and I'm a goalie and I picked that position because I hate running. But yes, I try it like I was going back to the walk. Like I always try to take walks with my dog just because like she's older and she really needs the exercise. I don't know. I just can't do it right now since it's so cold out and I can't stand the cold. Yeah. And I know it's, I need to do it more. I bundled up. I'm sure I look like a crazy person. And now my husband actually enjoys it. We both just look crazy walking around in hats, jackets. I always have my turtlenecks on. So I think sometimes a little bit more difficult in the winter but especially when it's been snowing yesterday was the first walk I took in almost a week and I was like get me outside (laughs) um besides just like quickly taking my dog out but yeah no I I, walks are super super helpful for me so as we are recording this Christmas is Friday that's three days away um the holidays can especially be an anxious time do you have any like favorite holiday traditions or things that you do during the holidays to kind of calm your anxiety traditions yeah I mean So in terms of how the holidays can be anxious, I actually have a whole blog post written on this, just on how to handle anxiety around this time of year, but any time of year, really. 
for me, something that's been really helpful is setting boundaries. And this year is different, of course, because we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're not, you know, having the holiday celebrations that we typically are. But I have learned the best way for me to manage my anxiety is to set boundaries, especially around this time of year. So say in a typical year, we have, I have a girl's lunch for, you know, a Christmas celebration. And then I have my husband's holiday party with his office, things like that. I have to say no to certain obligations because otherwise I just get too overwhelmed. I can't have my calendar booked every single day with a social event just because it just does not work for my mental health. Um, but that said, my favorite traditions, honestly, are just, I love Christmas morning. I think it's so fun, but I love the days leading up to Christmas more than Christmas morning itself. Uh, but my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. I mean, the food is the best and it just, I feel like starts off the festive season. So that's my yes. favorite. <laughs> yes. Thanksgiving is always skipped over and the oh. food is always so good. Yeah, no, Thanksgiving. Also, like, sorry, I'm also Jewish, so I'm like, I don't really like this as much, like, shoved in your face, but it's my thing. No, I get that. Totally get it. Yeah, I was talking to my mom Sunday, and I was saying, like, yes, like, like, this week leading up to Christmas is my favorite week of the whole year. It's so Christmassy. Everyone's, like, getting off from work. You get to spend time with your family, and I love it so much. It is my favorite part of the holiday season. Is like I agree. It's, it's funny this year, though, because since we don't have all of our typical holiday, you know, festivities and stuff, I, Kate, like you said, like, I don't really even know what Christmas is. I, I realized earlier this week, I was like, oh, my God, Christmas is on Friday, um, which it just doesn't feel like it. And now it's kind of warming up. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. This, this weird. this year is so weird and unfortunate, but hopefully next year's Christmas will have some normalcy back. Yes, hopefully I feel like Christmas this year really just like crept up on yeah. me I was like oh we have like 20 days and now we have three days it just really like oh crazy um yes. but kind of to talk about like anxiety during the holidays I totally agree with setting boundaries I feel like that's something that I need to work on I am so bad at saying no to people like I really need to work on that um yeah, I feel like boundaries are so important and like knowing to like not be guilty like when you say no or like, you know, I'm sorry, like I can't make this. That is something that's super important for you. Like just like mental health and just like, you know, overall having fun too. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I I think um, it's probably honestly harder for you all because you, you do have a level of expectation of needing to show up since you are I'm assuming kind of following whatever your parents are making you all do. Um, whereas now I have a little bit more flexibility and I could be like, well, I, I just, I'm not going to that. Or now that I'm married, it's last year was really stressful because we had my husband's Christmas celebrations and then we did my family's Christmas celebrations and then my dad's family's, you know, it just got to be a lot. Um, and so now moving forward, Yale, his name, my husband, we are just like setting expectations going to make things be very flexible if we're hosting something like anyone can come or no one has to come you know it, it's really up to the individual but I feel for you guys I mean it's hard you we, there are so many holiday obligations I think typically on a more standard year but um also something that's been really helpful for me is say you're in the middle of a holiday celebration of whatever kind this year like I said it's probably very different for most people um I 
get anxiety if I'm in a big group or if I feel like I can't get out of a situation. So say I'm at, I don't know, a dinner party and everyone's just standing around and talking and that, bless you, that (laughs) typically gives me anxiety. And so what I like to do is just, if I'm starting to feel really overwhelmed, step out, just step outside, get away from the situation, walk to the bathroom, take a few deep breaths and recenter myself kind of goes back to my walks. Um, It's just, I think having that time to process and be alone in particularly anxious moments doesn't have to be the holidays can be anytime. Um, It has been really, really helpful for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I would really consider you a girl boss, queen, female powerhouse in the blogging world. Um, Has anyone ever tried to knock you down or like discourage you? And if so, how did you recover from that experience? Yeah, thank you. That's so nice. Um, You know, I think when you put yourself on the internet, no matter how many followers you have, you're always going to have people that feel the need to either put you down or criticize you. And for me, it's just been kind of a growing period and a learning experience and knowing that if someone's saying something about me or they're disagreeing with something I have to say, A, you're entitled to your own opinion. So that's totally fine. Like we do not all have to agree on the same things. I am fine with that. But at the same time, if someone's talking about me and saying horrible things about me, it says a lot more I think about them and the stuff that they have going on in their life. And sometimes that is a person's way of putting their insecurities or discomforts on you. Um, But really it's more about them. So if I get a mean message or someone's just sort of, I don't know, really, really rude, I like to think that they have something going on in their life and I actually really am sad for that person because I think it takes a lot more energy to send a spiteful message on Instagram to a stranger behind your phone than it does to just unfollow someone or move on. Um, although I will say I am a big fan of the block feature. So I'm like, if you are the really big jerk, I am going to block you and I have no problem with that. It's just, I don't have that space for that energy in my life and I don't want to be promoting that type of negativity in my life or on my feed in my within my audience so I'm like see ya block (laughs) I feel like that's such a good way of turning something that like maybe kind of bad and just kind of yucky and then kind of like rewording it into something almost like I don't want to say good but like almost like assessing the problem just helping to you know move on just be like yeah no like you're the one that has the issues we're just gonna block and I think that that's a great piece of advice. And I've actually had people who I know, unfortunately, send messages to me that I can tell they meant to send someone else talking poorly about me. And I always respond. You know, I I do. I'm not a big fan. of. I'm not going to like call someone out and like post their name on my story or something, because I think that that's a little bit petty. But at the same time, I always respond because I want them to be like, you know, I'm a real person on the other end of this phone. And maybe you didn't mean to send me this message and you're gossiping about me, which is fine. Like, like I said, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but at the same time, I'm like, don't forget I'm a real person and I did see your message. So thank you for that. Yeah. That's like the worst. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Honestly. I mean, it's gotten to the point that I've, I've received maybe two really, really, really hurtful messages. And one made me take a few days off my phone in general, but at the end of the day, I'm like, it, it says a lot more about the person and what they're going on in their life than it does about me, I believe. Yeah, 
100%. So you have a lot of amazing recipes on your site. What do you have like a favorite like health hack or favorite recipe? Ooh, um, health hack. Okay, well, recipe is easier. I we I have a um, pesto turkey meatball recipe on my website that we make once a week. I mean, we make those things all the time. They don't even have to have pesto in it. You can just have ground turkey and onions, and I feel like you're good. <laughs> um, it's very it's a good easy recipe, very flexible, and you can kind of tweak the flavors however you want. You can put jalapeno peppers and cheddar cheese in there. You can put buffalo sauce. You can put barbecue sauce, um, pesto, anything. I just love making those. I like making meatballs. I don't eat beef or pork, so I do turkey, but you could easily do beef, ground beef, um, something along those lines. And then health hack, oh gosh, besides getting my daily walk, um, I really, really love to take a bath in the evening. Not only do I find it helps with detoxification and sweating, um, but it's just a good way for me to center myself, calm down. I have really bad insomnia. So I like to take a bath to sort of get my body into a relaxed state, read a book, read a magazine. I try desperately not to be on my phone <laughs> because the blue light from your phone is stimulating and it's going to keep you awake, but we're human. And I think a lot of time it could be hard to stay off of our phones, especially in the evening. Um, so no, health hacks would just be taking my walks, taking a bath, to relax and I don't know, I'm trying to think of one more. I'm really working up trying to work on my sleep. I have this ring that helps me track my sleep and see how much sleep I'm getting, if I'm getting optimal sleep. Um, I'm for 2021, one of my goals is to get better and more consistent sleep because right now my current routine is not good. Yeah, I totally agree with sleep can be so hard. I depending on like my anxiety and just like where I am it can take me a long time to fall asleep like that same insomnia thing but that ring is so cool can you at least talk about like a bit more like on how it works yeah it's called an aura ring so inside there are these little sensors that um I guess they're like infrared sensors so it tracks your breathing your movement your heart rate um your temperature in your sleep and it can kind of tell you if your temperature's higher, it can kind of indicate like, oh, you might be getting sick, you should rest. Or if you haven't slept enough, it'll say you shouldn't really be too active today. And this has actually been so helpful in allowing me to see how much sleep I'm getting. I, on average, was averaging like five, four or five hours a night for a really long time in the middle, beginning of the pandemic. Um, and I think a lot of people's sleep has been affected because of the pandemic and the anxiety that it's put on so many of us. But the ring has just been really helpful. I got it a few weeks ago and I love it <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing I will definitely have to check that out yeah it's really cool it's just I mean cool wearable technology I'm all about I have an apple watch and I have this it's I yeah. love all that stuff <laughs> you have like a favorite bath um like tr like treat to put in or like anything that you like to drop into your bath to make it more yeah. relaxing I love to use Epsom salts um I think that they are really great for sore muscles and they just they're full of magnesium, so they have a lot of health benefits. And then I have this powder that you can get on Amazon. I'm sure you can buy it in health food stores, but I would just buy it on Amazon. It's called Dr. Singa's, Sing, Singa's uh, Mustard Bath. And what it is is mustard powder and then like ginger and a bunch of essential oils, and it helps you sweat. So if you're not feeling well, I've actually stocked up on it during the pandemic, just, you know, in the event of anything. <laughs> um, but if you're not feeling well, you just fill up your bath, put two, one or two scoops of the mustard bath in there and just lay in there for like 10 to 20 minutes and you will be 
sweating, but A, it smells amazing, but the ginger and the other warming properties that are in there, it you know, they promote sweating and detoxification. So it's great to have on hand if you're not feeling super well. And it's just super relaxing. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I will definitely have to try that out. I think I have it on my website, but I can send you a link if you need. Yes, I will look that up. Um, so if you could tell your high school self one thing, what would it be? Oh gosh. Um, you know, I think in high school, I think a lot of the time we can worry unnecessarily, but a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of my anxiety in high school stemmed from just unnecessary worry about things that felt like the end of the world or felt like they were a huge deal at the time. And now looking back, I'm like, I wish I was less anxious about things that were not important or not in my control. Um, so I guess if I could go back and tell my high school self, it would just be everything's going to be okay. And everything works out for a reason. Um, my high school boyfriend is now my husband. So I think I was so fixated on our relationship and building a relationship in high school is so hard. We've been together off and on for the better half of um, 13 years. And I remember like anytime we would get into a fight in high school, I'd be like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. And it all worked out. Actually, now we're married. <laughs> so it's just, you know, I, I think I wish I could go back and just be like less anxious about quite frankly, stupid things. Yeah, for sure. So that was our last question for you. Um, do you have anything for us or just any comments in general? No, I mean, this has just been so fun. And, and I encourage people, like I said a million times, do what works best for you. I think right now, this year has been so trying and has been so difficult for so many of us. But finding, especially if you're feeling anxious, finding techniques and tactics that work well for you, be it going outside or drinking a ton of water, taking a bath, um, little things. It does not have to be some elaborate wellness routine or some crazy like meditation because I think that meditation can also be really intimidating for people. But um, my tip for anxiety is just finding what works best for you and sticking with that and being consistent with it. Thank you again, Allie. We had so much fun talking to you. Um, guys, make sure to go follow Allie on Instagram at the Health Mason. And follow us on Instagram at Not All Queens Wear Crowns. And in our recent Instagram post, we posted all of the links to everything that we talked about today, from chips to sleep rings to bath salts. Make sure that you guys go check that out if you guys are curious about anything we talked about. And yes, thank you so much again, Allie. Have a great day.